Welcome back to Two Whores Opinions. That stands for Women Having Open Redacted Educational Studies. I'm Phyllis. And I'm Darla. Strap in. Or strap on. Oh my goodness, you guys. Today's a very fun episode. For those of you who have never listened to our podcast before, mm-hmm. we are two best friends from, from college. My college. That's right. Um, And... God. Listen, we we're just a gossip train. What can we love to gap. We've been together for decades now, just talking. It's true. So we decided to make some money off of it. It's true. You know, you got to profit off of what you're good at. And what are true. we really good at? Running our mouths. Talking. <laughs> That's right. And can you believe it? Today is the two-week anniversary of when we went to go get those manicures. And um, this this little this lovely woman. Her name was Brenda. Mm. Great, beautiful, curly red so hair. Cute. She was so cute she was taking photos of our feet and was trying to sell them on the black market yeah well because i i still have the theory that she listens to this podcast and so she recognized us you know that's a celebrities but that's a big feat considering we haven't released any episodes yet (laughs) we released that one half episode oh that's right we did i forgot about that so she must really like us for those of you who don't know if you've given us any feedback we cannot incorporate it because we have recorded the entire season before releasing any of it so it is true so, although we pretend to care about your opinion, we, we actually don't. don't. Maybe next season. I don't know. <laughs> Phyllis is just being very, very kind right now. That's, we don't care. That's, that's what our lawyers said to do. Oh. Speaking of lawyers, did we say where we're from? Because we legally can't. We legally can't because of that one night. And because of that saw, one yeah. night and we are under federal protection. Yeah, we're in the witness protection program, you it's guys. Actually it's really pretty fun. fun. You know, they put um, us up in a really schnazzy place. Yeah, it's not nearly as interesting as the movies make it seem. Like, mm-hmm. we haven't gotten assassinated yet. No, nor have I met Selena Gomez. You know, like the yeah, Princess Protection God. Program. I, We're still waiting on that. Yet. It's been a few months. Um, Still waiting on that. So, sorry. Yeah. I'm going to put on my jacket. Okay. Are you cold? I am. Are you not? No. Maybe I'm just getting chills from how incredible we are. Yes. That's the obvious answer. You know what? Hmm. I once heard someone say that when you get chills from someone it's not little goose geese goosebumps goosebumps it's not little geese that are flying out of your skin you know what i heard it is what did you hear that goosebumps were or chills it's when a um a young girl girl. loses her virginity oh my god it's like when it's like it's like it's like if you say that uh, like i do believe in fairies or i don't believe in yeah fairy someone drops dead yeah every time you get chills a virgin just lost her virginity Mm mm-hmm Oh, that's so wholesome. Isn't that cute? I do believe in whores. I hope it was a good time. Not a bad time. You know? I hope so. Anyway, we didn't even talk about what we're talking about today. It's true. (laughs) We are talking about cryptids. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who don't know what cryptids are, basically they're like those, uh, like, folklore, the myths, all these creatures that, that, like, have been seen and have, like, uh, myths and rumors surrounding them, but have never been scientifically proven to be real. Right, exactly. So we're talking about, like, Loch Ness Monsters, werewolves. Uh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeti. Yeah. The big Uh, ones. You know, just those sorts of things. Things that, like, are in our public consciousness, Mm -hmm. but things that it's dubious whether or not they're real. Yeah. There's no confirmed yes or no. Well... In one case, there kind of is. People will we'll still tell about. you you're wrong, though. I mean, people will still tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about it later in this anyway, episode. So we thought that would be very fun. 
Okay, so I guess I'll start on the cryptids. Mm-hmm. The cryptid I chose is the Loveland Frogman. Okay. From Loveland, Ohio. Sounds very romantic. Really cute. So there's been like three, oh, JK, four major sightings. Two of them are very connected though. Gotcha. Um, so this is one of the most famous cryptids in Ohio. From Loveland, Ohio. Um, the first sighting happened, okay? Mm-hmm. 1950. Okay. By a businessman named Robert Honeycott. Honeycott. Who was heading back late one night. And by late, I mean like 3.30 a.m. Oh, that is late. And I'm like, so what were you doing? He like claims he was like coming back from a business meeting or something. I'm oh. like, I think you were seeing another lady. No, for sure. I... 3.30 a.m.? Mrs. Honeycott, I I'm hope, so I hope sorry. you realized it at some point, because if not, this is your wake-up call. Your anyway. husband was cheating on you. <laughs> he was driving around. Ready? I'm going to like also paint a picture for you. Oh, okay. I love a picture. He was driving along a really lonely road <laughs> that's right along the Miami River. <laughs> and then <gasps> he spotted three figures. One, two, three. Converse in the middle of the road. In the middle of the road. And he's like, this looks kind of funky. So he pulled over to the side. Uh-huh. Not like super close to them. Got out of his car. Mm-hmm. And studied these figures for a few minutes. Where he noticed that all of them were about four feet tall. Oh, short little kings. They all had leathery skin. Like this grayish leathery skin. Okay. They had webbed feet. And all of their heads looked extremely frog-like, but they were standing on their hind legs, conversing. In English or in what language? I, I don't know if he was close enough to hear. Mm. Um, Come but on, Mr. Honeycutt, get better. <laughs> there are some sources, not all sources say this, so I'm gonna put that up there, that they were all in little business suits, <gasps> which I think is so cute. Little business suits, that's so cute. <laughs> so like these little business frogs, little right? Business- do you know what that's reminding me of? Huh. Meet the Robinsons, the little <gasps> the frogs, frogs that sing. I love the frogs. Anyway, I don't believe that's part of it. Most of the sites didn't say that, but they were all sitting there conversing. And he was like well, watching them just... for a while. And then all of a sudden, and again, not all sources said this, but most of the sources, this is the main story. One of them all of a sudden pulled out a wand, like a magic wand, yeah. held it above his head, and it started sparking uh-huh. like fire. And so oh <laughs> Mr. Honeycock got real scared and hopped back in his car and drove away. As he should. You know, maybe maybe Swisses haven't talked about Meet the Robinsons because it's all a plot. <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory with big company America, Disney. So then everyone's like, you're making that up. That's just a Meet the Robinsons. You didn't see a frog in a no, suit. No, exactly, but Disney is responsible 100%. for the frogs. They probably work suit. with the frogs. They probably animate probably. for them. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so what if, cute? What if Walt Disney this whole time was actually just a frog in a business <laughs> in a suit, suit? And he confu- and he let me look up a picture of Walt Disney right now cuz I feel like he looked like a frog. A little bit. Maybe not. Okay, not as much as I remember him looking no. like one, but there are certain features that I, that if look transplanted a onto a frog, I would believe he would be a frog. Like, if you told me he was a frog, I can see it, you know? Yes. Anyway, so that's the first sight never mm-hmm. of the Loveland frog men, I guess, in that case. Right. So, the next sighting is 22 years later. Okay. 1972. There's a police officer named Ray Shockey, 
And he was driving down uh, Riverside Road. So it's a different road, but around the same area. Okay. At around 1 a.m. Okay, so Also he, real late. Also real late, but not as not suspiciously as late. late as I also think he was just on duty. He wasn't okay. seeing a woman. Okay. Anyway, so he was driving down. And um, apparently at this time, it was like really icy on the road. So he was driving slow. And he was driving. And then he looked over and he thought he saw what was like a dog laying on the curb mm-hmm. of the road. And then, so he was like slowing down even more. And then all of a sudden, the creature rushed right in front of his car. Oh my god. And so then he like slammed on the brake, like, you know, trying not to hit this this car. Right. And his car slid a little bit. And the creature was right on the railway and his headlights like was hitting this creature exactly. Mm-hmm. So it was like illuminated creature. Illuminated. And what he said he saw was a creature being about four feet tall weighing around 60 pounds, looking like a large frog stood on his hind legs. And this frog-like creature looked right at the officer, Mm -hmm. stared him in the eye (laughs) through the car, and then jumped over the, uh, the railing and hopped into the river. Oh my god. So, into the Ohio River. So later, people were investigating the spot because he was telling everyone. Right, right. And his like supervisors I were like, "I saw this creature. Da, 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 You're da. making this up. You're insane." But they went to look at where he said that the railing was, and there were distinct scratch marks right where it was. Oh. So, two weeks later, his buddy in the forest named Officer Matthews didn't believe him at all, and was trying to help out his buddy because all of a sudden no one was believing him. Mm-hmm. So he was driving along. He saw like the same creature. So he got out of his car and shot it between the eyes. <gasps> oh my god. Cuz he's so like violent. no one else is no one's going to believe me if I don't have this like proof. But then he like went and recovered the body and he discovered all it was was a very very large iguana <laughs> who had lost its tail. How big of an iguana are we talking about? Like three to three and a half feet. Oh my god. And so his theory is that it was like an iguana that just got too large for its enclosure and like ran away from home or something and somewhere along the lines like lost its tail. So he was like, he claimed he's like, it was not on its hind legs at all. It wasn't, it was just a large lizard. So he like recovered the body brought in Shockey and he's like, is this what you saw? And Shockey's like, yeah, I'm a little embarrassed. That's what I saw. So I think that one's like debunked. Right. That However, everyone has taken the story and just cut out Officer Matthews part of it. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> or they, they, they stopped the story at when he shot the creature. Right. Cause they want to leave the mystery. Yeah. But the latest sighting was in 2016. There okay. was a teenager named Sam Jacobs and mm-hmm. his girlfriend. I don't know her name. Um, they were on the Loveland Madeira? 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 I don't know how to pronounce that. That's, it, it, there's a lot of vowels. <laughs> so I'm, look, I'm vowels. looking at the writing and there's a lot of vowels. <laughs> So I think you're doing great, sweetie. Thank you. They were on this Loveland something road right next to Lake Isabella. 
Okay. Playing Pokemon Go. Oh, have you ever played it? I did for like two seconds. Okay, I never did. My niece like sent me an invite code or something an and was like, code. join the join oh, the red team. Nothing grinds my boat any more than when I'm on Facebook and people send me invites to oh, come play games. I'm like, God, listen, all the time. I understand that you're lonely. When I people poke you? No, I don't get Girl, it. Girl, I don't have time for that. No, I don't. Because the thing is, is like, listen, I know that you are bored and lonely and you're trying to incite my wonderful company. You want How, my attention. You want my attention. Mm. However, I am not bored or lonely. <laughs> and I don't want to give you my and attention. I don't want to give you my attention. <laughs> oh, it's I'm very... going to start poking you on Facebook. Don't See what you, you do. dare. See what you do. I'll anyway, block you. <laughs> so they were playing Pokemon Go when they claimed they saw a giant frog about four feet tall right next to the lake stand up and start walking on its hind legs. And they took pictures. So there were pictures. It was so dark at night and people had like, the eyes are like glowing. Let me show you the pictures. These okay, are like please do. the most famous pictures, but it really kind of shows nothing. It really, it looks like a little puppet standing in the lake. Oh... And oh. it, it, it's no, like it, in it the truly, lake. You can't even see it, the bottom of its no, legs. No, okay. I, like for our listeners, it truly looks like Kermit the Frog. Standing it, in a lake standing with glowing lake eyes. With glowing eyes. That's like a little frightening. Like, it, that's a little comical. I love it that. It really is. It looks funny. That's very, that's very funny. Anyway, that's the most famous picture of the Loveland Frogman, but also it's 2016. So, of course, you can always like edit pictures and make it seem like however you want. Right. But he like swears to fucking God that that's what he saw. Anyway, also fun story. It's only been seen like four times. Right. Ever. Not, not or reported very, four very times. Many, many times. But it is so famous that in May 2014, they made a musical about it. Excuse me? Called Hot Damn! Exclamation point. It's the Loveland Frog! Exclamation point. Oh exclamation point. Sorry. Uh, what did you just... Did you say Explanation. <laughs> I think I heard you say that word three different ways. <laughs> exclamation point. Anyway, it has pretty decent reviews. I think really? we should listen to it. Wait, let me look it up. Give me Hot just a damn, second. it's the Loveland Frog. It was in the Cincinnati season. No, these are pretty good reviews, actually. I think it was only ever produced in Cincinnati. Fascinating. Well, that is very, It's very a bluegrass musical? Bluegrass musical. <gasps> we need a... Let's take a trip to Cincinnati. I really want to watch this. Well, this was back this. in 2014. I don't think they're producing it anymore. Oh, can we produce it? You and me star in it? Well, I don't think we can. I don't think our FBI agents would allow oh. us. Is that not how musicals work? You just like email them and go, can we put this on? No, I um, I remember my nephew Levi was telling me a little bit about it. And I, I don't know. It sounded all rather complicated. So I I don't really understand the, 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 the machinations of it all. See, I would just go to the casting couch. There's a casting couch? That's a euphemism, Phyllis. Oh, I was like, where's this couch? And why haven't we sat on it? We've sat on it many times. Dala, you don't always have to make sex jokes. No, but in this case, I'm really talking about, like, if, like, I think the easiest way to handle this would be to go to the casting couch, you know? You know, just. That's to, to, like, to, so you sleep with people to get roles? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what the casting couch means. Oh, we could do that. I want to be famous. You yeah. know that. You know I've always wanted to be on Broadway. No, exactly. This is your dream. This is really my dream. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would cast me as the Loveland Frogman? I don't... 
No, maybe they'd have to change it to Loveland Frog Woman. Oh, that's so cute of them. Yeah, my bazonkas are huge. They are. I don't know if we could hide those from the you, audience. I don't think you could. Anyway. And then for non-binary people, maybe it could be the Loveland Frog They. Oh, Frog They! Frog, frog Them. Frog Them. Frog Them. Frog Them. That's a good name. So inclusive. So, what did you choose? I so, gave you free reign to choose whatever you crypt did, did. You did. So I chose the Chupacabra. Ooh, what mm-hmm. a fun name. I know, it's a great name. So it translates to Goat Sucker. Goat Sucker? Goat Sucker. You know that was, that was my, my name. I know! <laughs> I, well, that's partially why I chose it, because I... It was just like, oh, fond memories, you know, because your ex at the time. Yeah, his looked na- his, like a goat. He looked like a goat, and his nickname was <laughs> Billy the Goat. Billy the Goat. Oh, I miss Billy. Yeah, and his eyes were a little frightening, too. They were they, scary. They, they, they had those, the, like, the, like, rectangles. The rectangle peoples. Right. Oh, my God. What? Why did he look so much like a goat? Like, looking back on it, he looked... Very similar like to a goat. goat. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't ever want to tell you this, but now enough time has passed that I feel safe enough to tell you. He looked like a goat. Well, no. Well, hear me out. I'm not finished yet. Oh, my God. I always had suspicions that Billy the goat was actually one of Satan's servants, like <gasps> Beelzebub. Oh my you know? God. And like, cause like in popular media, all like the devils are shown with like goat eyes. And I just had a feeling that Billy the goat was actually Beelzebub. That's really cute. It was my bad boy phase. It was. Oh. You know, Phyllis, you got really got to admire the commitment because when Lilith goes bad, she goes bad. It's like, <laughs> Lilith? Did you just call me Lilith? No. I swear I to God, I have the name Lilith. I did not. I called you Phyllis. You haven't called me Lilith in like 12 years, Dala. Phyllis, not Lilith, edit in here. Just want to point out, Dala was a bitch and was gaslighting me. She so said Lilith, and you all heard it. Well, okay, well, that was an accident, and that was because I couldn't feel my tongue because the dentist had stabbed me with the anesthesia a little too hard. We need to stop going to the dentist. I know we do. It's bad. I know. My mouth is already sloppy enough as it is. I don't need (laughs) a dentist It's like real sloppy today. I know. You spilled that coffee everywhere. (laughs) Well, yes, and now I ruined my perfectly good white button-up shirt. You don't have a date after this, do you? No, I don't. Okay, good. Oh, good. Anyway... Well, chupacabra. I oh, I chupacabra. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Chupacabra? I think it's chupacabra. I actually don't know. I probably should have looked it up. Say whatever way you want. Anyways, but it translates to goat sucker in mm. Spanish. And so it all starts. Come with me to Puerto Rico in the 1970s. So, in 1975, in Mocha, Puerto Rico, there were there were cases of several livestock killings. Let me paint the picture for you. Okay. It's a farm. It's beautiful, sunny Aww. day. You're out walking among the fields. And then, ha-ha! <gasps> Look! What? The cow! Ah! Over there! Ah! It's ah! dead. It's dead. Uh, you go up to look at it, yeah. and it has these two incision marks. <gasps> like two little circular incision marks. Oh my god! And Betty! I know, poor Betty the cow, but get this. Huh. Poor Betty, her blood, gone. No blood? No blood. At least I don't have to clean it up. 
That's true, you know, and I feel like when when you have to, when because I would I would still kill like slaughter the cow and get the meat. Yeah, out of it. is the meat still good if there's not blood to like? I don't think I don't know. Does but it I go feel back? like it would make it less messy. Yeah, I don't know though. I'm not very well okay knowledgeable in, in farming. this in this world that you've just put me in. Right, I'm starting my life as a butcher. Okay. This is you in your next life. Yeah. Right. I keep getting distracted. Anyways, so, uh, anyway, so all of this livestock go, like, is moited, and oh. there are these circular incisions on their bodies, and their blood has been drained. So rumors begin to spread, like, yeah. what's going on. Initially, uh, the people of Mocha were like, well, it's a it's a satanic cult, you know, and they're, like, killing these animals, like, sacrifices, etc., ah. etc. Et it's part of a satanic cult. However, there were other, other, <laughs> I don't know if this is the first signs of stroke, hell, are you okay? I think I'm fine. Your face isn't droopy yet. Not yet, there's a lot of other body parts that are droopy though. Um, we're getting old. Yeah, no, it's okay. I use my boobs as a foot slipper sometimes. Oh, yeah. that's so smart. Thank you. Anyway. Anyways, so... People were thinking this was a satanic cult that was the cause of these killings. However, um, as time went on, more more livestock was brutally killed ah. and then like drained of blood with these same incision marks. So this is how this legend really started to come into uh, the popular culture. So in Latin America, the ch chupacabra, um, which again, goat sucker, which comes from like the vampiristic aspects of the creature because, you know, the sucking of the blood of livestock. The two little holes. Exactly. Yep. The two, so that's why we have goat sucker. So in Latin America, the description of the chupacabra is that it's uh, very reptilian and almost alien-like where it has, <clears throat> it's like this, um, it has like these spikes um, that go from like the head all the way down to the tail. And um, it's like about the size of a small bear, perhaps. Um, whereas, like in the in the U.S., it's it's more of like a dog-like creature. You know, that's what descriptions of it in the U.S. are more yeah. popularly seen as. So, anyways, so you have like two different versions of it, and so tales of the chupacabra travel all the way from like Puerto Rico and Central America, and mm -hmm. then it spreads. So, it, like there are side like people saying they've sighted it in all the way down south in Chile, all the way up to Maine in North America, and there have also been people like in Russia and the Philippines that have also said they've seen sightings of the chupacabra. Oh my god! So like, so it's you know travel influencer. It really, really is. You know, I think we can thank the internet. The in so the chupacabra said, I am the original influencer. Mm. I am the influencer. Yes. Before the internet was even a thing. He was, the chupacabra said, I am the influencer. <laughs> Let me spread the word. Let Everywhere. me get out there. Everywhere. Because, I mean, if you really think about it, a lot of these other um, cryptids... You know, they have much more like historical uh, connotations in our history or well, we've known or we've they've been in our public consciousness for a lot longer. I yeah. should say that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Whereas like this is only from like the 1970s, you know, and like there there are some sources that um, cite like the Chupacabra being mentioned in some ways all the way back into like the 1920s. But it really isn't until the 1970s that we really started. It's real big. Yeah. That it starts to get big. So anyways. Uh, so this was in 1975 when this, like, uh, in this moment in Mocha, Puerto Rico. And then fast forward 20 years, in 1995, things go 
nuts when a local woman, Madeline Tolentino, she gives an eyewitness account of the chupacabra in Canovanus, where I think that's how you pronounce that, Canovanus. Yes, that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Anyways. She gives an eyewitness account. So this is a place where over 150 animals have been killed in this manner, you know, with like the two incision marks, drained of blood, etc., etc. She gives an eyewitness statement saying that the creature had red slanted eyes and she described this and she said that the creature did have spikes, but she described it as feathery spikes. Because she kept going back and forth between like, oh, it was spikes. Actually, it was feathers until she finally settled on. It was feathery spikes all the way like along its head down to its tail. And she even went so far to say that the creature did not have an anus. Why was she looking? You know, I think this is one of those cases of the shape of water, where there are some people that have, like, the monster kinks. And yeah. I just don't know if we can judge that. No. You know, so who are we to judge her for looking where she That's has true. Pleasure? I feel like if you ran into a chupacabra... The first thing you would be looking is down there. Well, you know, is if, if if since the descriptions of it is that it is like alien-like, there's a part of me that thinks, is it humanoid? Yeah, then I want to know. I want to know. I I want to have get this out of this world sex. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke about aliens and having sex. Yeah, having sex because they're from out of space. Uh huh. Just in case you didn't get it. So anyways, the name Chupacabra it became publicable. <laughs> <laughs> the name Chupacabra the dentist, really? was, it really did a number on me. I am so sorry. The name Chupacabra was popularized. You know, you had a hard time saying that word in our, in our tomato episode. Word. It's really difficult. Oh Aww. my goodness. So the name Chupacabra was popularized. <laughs> by Puerto Rican comedian and entrepreneur Silverio Perez. So fun little fact for you. Oh. Yeah. So anyways, so we have this creature that's going around. You know, do you know what I think would be fun? What? I think we should role play what it would be like as in livestock versus the chupacabra. Oh my god. Yeah. Who do you want to play? Um, I'll be the chupacabra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clumsy? You know, well, obviously, because maybe because none of these animals were eaten, they would just they would just the blood was sucked out of okay. them and they were left uneaten. So I think the yeah. chupacabra is a little sloppy and messy. You know, a creature after my own heart. Truly. So, so okay, and picture this. For those of you who don't know, Dala is standing up and emptying her pockets. Uh, ready to changed. physically reenact this, and I'm really scared as Get the victim. Milk. Exactly. Okay, so imagine it's dark at night. Crickets. The sound of crickets. And I and I'm a cow eating some grass. Yes. Um, and no. the wind is blowing, and then you just hear. Moo. Moo. Oh my God! You're so scary, Dala. It's called Stop. I went to acting school. Please don't. Please don't. Dollar, 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 dollar. What? I'm acting. I'm scared. That was really good. I'm Are really scared. I'm scared. You were such a baby. You were about to eat me. I wasn't going to actually eat you. It's called acting. Oh. Okay. It felt like it. Oh. Well, that was crazy. Yeah. Those poor animals. Those poor animals. However, though. 
perhaps the chupacabra never existed. <gasps> so, Benjamin Radford, American writer, he conducted a five-year investigation. Whoa. Uh, like, and, and he wrote about it in this book called Tracking the Chupacabra, published in 2011. Okay. So he spent like the mid-2000s uh, conducting this research. And so, you know, he was going around talking to all these people, and he found Madeline Tolentino, the, the, the woman that gave the very in-depth description of the chupacabra with no anus. And so he was talking to her, and Radford was just so confused. He's like, this is oddly specific. How did you get a look at its anus? You know, like, that was what really hung him up, which, mm-hmm. very fair, very valid. <laughs> and so then he actually, so he starts asking some questions, and he realizes something. So, 1995, there was this little film that was released called Species, which was, it's basically like a spinoff, I think, of Aliens. Okay. I don't know. I didn't really look it up because I don't yeah. really care no, for science fiction. No, that sound very interesting. No, but, but in the film Species, there, it's, it's a science fiction horror film, and there's this creature named Sill, and basically this creature named Sill, almost completely identical to what... Miss Tolentino described. Look it up. And yeah, okay, look it up. Look it up. I want to see these feather spikes. Whoa. Oh my. Ooh, those are like feathery spikes. Why is it attractive? It's a little consigning. Wait, you like that, that feels seductive. That does come across as this feels like, like porn. seductive alien. Like this is something that you would find underground on Pornhub or something. Yeah. That's a little frightening. Oh my goodness. But anyways, so he realized, he was like, wait a second, this movie came out and this creature like matches the description that Tolentino gives to a T. So he talks to Tolentino and he's like, and so Radford says to her, so he says, hey bestie, have you seen the film Species? And she said, yes, of course I have. I loved it. And he <laughs> says, oh, you did, did you? When did you see it? And she says, oh, about a month before I saw the oh chupacabra. So, basically, Radford was like, you know, I have a sneaking suspicion that the film Species strongly influenced Tolentino's um, sighting of this chupacabra. Yeah. So... So the chupacabra could still be real. Here's the thing. St- it still could I be. I just feel like there's not much validity to... What's her name? Madeline? Madeline Tolentino. I don't think there's much validity to her sighting. No, there there isn't. And especially when it her description uh-huh. exactly matches a creature found in a science fiction horror film. However, yeah. like you can still give her the benefit of the doubt that maybe she did see something strange. Because there are lots of people that have said, like, I have seen sightings of this, like I've mm-hmm. seen something frightening, you know, uh like like this horrible like It's also like she might not have been malicious about it. Oh no. Memories not at all. are so wacky and she could have like true. those wires could have crossed so easily oh absolutely like, like she may not have then, realized yeah. that what she was doing was uh yeah copy like i remember one time it was after i saw les mis for the very first yeah. time and a few weeks later i came up with a tune in my head and i was like <gasps> oh my goodness this is brilliant i am a genius come to find out i had accidentally just rewritten rewritten on my own yeah so you know i completely understand so miss tolentino no shame. No we shame at all. We just don't believe your chupacabra <laughs> sighting. 
<laughs> we, we, we don't. In the most loving way. In the most loving way. However, so to bring science into this, so Dr. David Morales, a Puerto Rican veterinarian with the Department of Agriculture, he analyzed 300 corpses of livestock that had been killed in this manner. And he discovered that although some of the animals had indeed had like their blood uh, drained, they weren't completely like drained of blood. Yeah. Like it was the claims of these animals being completely like, dry. Like, dry highly exaggerated over exaggerated mm. so then that begs the question of like well if their blood wasn't drained like what what was going on like what was going on like why are all these animals dying and but and then why aren't they being eaten why is their yeah. blood still there but also why is there still some blood that's kind of getting lost etc cetera, etc cetera. so basically now a lot of scientists agree that the sightings of chupacabras are most definitely canids of some sort so like wild foxes wolves dogs mm. um etc etc just like those canines that you would find out in the wild and these are but these animals when they are sighted as chupacabras they are usually suffering from something called mange oh. which is a horrible disease caused by parasitic mites and what it does is that it leaves the animal with little fur so it makes the animal lose all their fur except like in little patches ah. which sometimes the patches can be left along the spine, creating those spikes that everyone yeah. thinks they see. So it leaves the animal with little to no fur, and it thickens their skin, so it makes like the skin look gray and scaly, hence the reptilian kind of look. And also, like since it the skin thickens and hardens and becomes like scaly and gross, it curls in on itself mm. sometimes, mm. creating this like almost like emaciated looking creature that's just very otherworldly. Um and also, with, like, these parasitic mites, it leaves these animals very weakened and very immunocompromised. Oh. So, like, th th they are worse for the count. They are down for the count, not yeah. doing well. And so, logically then, you know, if you are this wild animal and you need to eat something, you are, you are not going to go hunting for something that no. is healthy and spry. you no. got to go for an easy target. Yeah. So, that explains why there are all of these, like, livestock getting uh, like slaughtered and it also tracks because like with canids you know the only way that they can get a hold of their prey is with the front two like mm. uh teeth I the don't, canines yeah the canines and so yeah yeah like the two holes in the neck directly correspond to canine teeth as that is the only way most land carnivores catch the prey yeah it's the only way they can and so but so that still begs the question of like well why don't they eat them like they couldn't it couldn't possibly be wild animals because they would eat the bodies left behind and these animals weren't eaten and i will grant that is a little it's, fishy it's kind of weird this is weird but like like um scientists also argue that since these animals are not at the top of their game they are very unwell like maybe they get injured while they're trying to kill the animal and so they leave or maybe due to inexperience they just leave the body so but but the, this, truthfully that part just is like a little that strange to me interesting. but yeah. that's what people say that's what i discovered yeah. in my research mm. so long story short about the uh, the oh chupacabra uh, chupacabra thank you i almost had called it the wrong thing <laughs> so the main thing about the chupacabra is that it's it's a very easy scapegoat. And I think that's like a lot of like cryptids. And I think we'll yeah. probably discover this with the, yeah. uh, more cryptids as we talk. But, you know, with the chupacabra, it's just really easy to get, make it the scapegoat of like, my animals died or something's been frightening my animals. 
it's the chupacabra. Mm-hmm. And we really latch on to like these legends of things that maybe we don't immediately understand just in an effort to understand what is happening yeah. right now. Yeah. You know? And so It's an easier explanation than being like, oh, there's a bunch of really sick dogs that we don't know how to take care of. Exactly. In the woods. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it's also fun to play into, like, the idea of there is something to fear out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very, very fascinating. Even though the, ch- the chupacabra is pretty much debunked for the most part, I feel like there are still some questionable things that still leave it up in the ether of, well, maybe. You want to know what this is reminding me of? What? Billy, my ex-boyfriend. Yeah? He used to... He used to do that a lot. We'd, like, go out to dinner, and he'd, like, get a steak, and then he'd just, like, take a bite, but then, like, just, like, bite it, but not eat it, and just be finished. Did the steak look considerably paler after he bit it? Now that you think about it, yeah. My, we would always talk about how my steaks were always juicier. Did he want the juicy steaks? Yeah, because then he always wanted it, and I was like, yours is right there. Just eat your steak, and he never would. Never ever would. I don't know. Kind of interesting. So, hypothetical. Imagine this. What if chupacabras are living among us? No way. <laughs> That's crazy, Dollar. I don't know Is what you're it? talking about. No, not at all. I was just saying, like, what a fun, weird coincidence that Billy used to kind of do that with his steak. It was just a fun quirk. Kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Listeners, I would like to take this moment to express that Phyllis is many things, but one of the things she's the best at is delusional. I have nothing else to say. You're calling me delusional when you just said chupacabras might be living among us? Listen, Billy the Goat, frightening guy. Don't know why you dated him, but the more- He was cute, he had fun little quirks and like- Fun little quirks a man does not make. That man did. No, Phyllis, no. Listeners, (laughs) Phyllis has a miserable love life. I should know. I witness it all the time. Oh my god! And we cannot. You've take, always been so unsupportive of every relationship I've ever had. That's because you date men like Billy the Goat. Billy the Goat was fun because he he sucked at his steak. Literally, he sucked at it. He gnawed at it. That is not that is not a man that I think you should be associating with. You know Nor what? should you be advocating for such a man oh to our god. listeners. Oh my god. Billy was not that bad. If anyone out there is dating Billy, if everything I've described about him sounds like your boyfriend, he's not a bad man. He just, he was on his journey to veganism. And so he wouldn't like was eat he? the meat, but he still wanted the taste because he was a man. He needed that taste of meat. You know, that <sighs> makes a lot more sense why one night when we were flat on our asses drunk he was like gnawing on my ass he didn't bite it or anything he was just like gnawing at it like gumming it like a little baby with no teeth that's so silly of him no it wasn't silly it was both strangely erotic and also weird oh my god you were into my boyfriend dollar i was not what the fuck you know what dollar i'm done with you um i think the pizza person's supposed to be here let me check my phone yeah, I'm getting hungry. Oh my god, they've been texting me. They literally cannot find the place. What? I think I'm gonna go. Oh, okay. I'm. I think I'm gonna go find the the, the pizza person. All right, I'll I'll be here. Take a break. Okay. <sighs> For our listeners who are curious, I use my breaks to text Q 
cute men. Just a little dating tip from me, Dorla. So, I just got a text that said, How's your day been treating you? See, I might... Oh, oh excuse me. Hi. Hello? Hi, did you order a pizza? I did. Oh, did Phyllis find you? Ph Phyllis, my my, no. my colleague. No, I, I I finally just found it by myself. Oh, oh sometimes oh. I mix up numbers. Oh no, please come. Anyway, what? come. You have a whole. What's going on here? Oh, we are um uh so uh oh it's it's really quite silly. Pizza. Oh, thank you so much. So um, Phyllis and I. We Is it okay are... if I just sit down? Yes, of course, uh, of this course. This is so fun. Um, I'm gonna eat if that's all right with oh, you. Oh yeah. Um. So Phyllis and I, we um, we run a podcast, a history podcast. Oh and so this goodness. week we're talking about cryptids. Cryptids. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just talked about the chupacabra as well as the Loveland Frogman. Are you okay? You seem a little flustered. Maybe a little heavy breathed. Your bosoms are heaving. <laughs> Do you? Do you know anything about about the cryptid of uh, Bigfoot or Sasquatches? Uh, uh, personally, I, I don't. But we were thinking about talking about it at some point. Can um, I tell you? Do, you? Do, do you know anything about? I know so much. Oh my! I um, need to get this off my chest. Oh, is that okay? I, 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 Hi, my name's Jolene Crawford. Jo Jolene, it's lovely to meet you. Oh my <sighs> goodness! Uh, do you need like a drink of water? No. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. I just, I want to get my story out there. And if oh. you're talking about cryptids, people keep calling Bigfoot a cryptid and he's not a cryptid. That's my fiance. You um, know, how about, okay. Um, listen, sweetie, ooh. I'm going to eat this pizza. You tell your story. Okay. It all started in like 2017. Okay, mm -hmm. I went on a trip to like British Columbia to go on a solo camping trip, and I was, I was sitting outside my tent, and I decided, oh, I'm a little stinky because I've been going on some hikes, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shower. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a good shower. Um, so I made a, a homemade shower contraption with just some like gallons of water. I got naked. But I was alone, you know? I was alone camping. Innovative of you. I got naked, I, I put up my gallons of water, and I like poked some holes in the jugs. So it was like raining like a shower. Anyway, so I was showering, and I was feeling myself. I had like, um, I didn't actually have music playing, but in my head I had it playing. And I was- What song? Firework by Katy Perry. Good choice. Anyway, so I was like feeling myself. And then all of a sudden, I like, I felt something. And I was like, what, what was that? And it, it was like a little twig had like hit me in my back. And I was like, what was that? Like, did that, where did that fall from? There's no like trees right above me. They're like around me, but not right. Like, where did that come from? And then I felt it on the other side. And I was like, what is going on? Anyway. Mm -hmm. So I thought I was going crazy because right. it was for like five minutes that something was like, it was like a leaf hitting me uh -huh. and another twig. And I was like, who is hitting me? Is someone, I thought I was about to get murdered. Mm. But then I looked over and I saw like a seven foot figure. Seven foot? Seven foot. Oh my. If not eight feet. Mm. Tall, tall, hairy, hairy man. And he had a... He had a little grin on his face. I think he was enjoying seeing me naked. 
It wasn't a man, though. It wasn't like a typical, not a man you find nowadays. It was like this big, it was, it was, it was every story I'd ever heard about Bigfoot. He was standing right there. So and it looked like saw, he was. You saw Bigfoot. It looked like he was giggling as he was like throwing little things at me. And I was like, oh my God. And I thought it was like a little game of like flirting. He was throwing things at you. And I mean, you it was like it was little flirting. twigs, you know? He was trying to annoy me, get if, a reaction out of me. What if you got splinters? I didn't. But maybe he was trying to give you splinters. I don't think so. Anyway, so then it became a little game of like chase. He like came after me for a second and I came after him. Again, granted, the whole time I was naked. So I was like chasing him around. Anyway, eventually. What? Were you wearing any shoes? I'm so sorry. I'm just so distracted. Yeah, I had, I had flip flops on. Okay. I'm not a heathen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I eventually lost him and I was like, what was that magical moment that just happened? So I went back to camp and I got dressed and I was like, I think I should end my camping trip early. So I went home, I went to church the next Sunday, and I was talking to some people, and I was like, I don't know what I saw. And everyone's like, yeah, you're going crazy. You should stop, Jolene, stop going on long camping trips. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I went home after church, and I, 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 I'm a God-fearing woman, right? Mm-hmm. So I prayed to God, and I was like, God, can you tell me what happened? Like, I don't know what's going on or what happened. And then I, I, I felt like I needed to open my Bible. So I did. And I, I opened it right to Genesis 3. Mm-hmm. And do you know the story of, like, Cain and Abel? Vaguely, yeah. <sighs> quick, quick, quick rundown. There was a woman. She had two sons. The older one was named Cain. And by woman, I think you mean Eve, right? Yeah. As in Adam and Eve. Uh huh. The first two people. Yeah. Well, uh, whatever. Anyway, she had she had two sons, right? There was Cain, and there was Abel. Mm-hmm. And and there was like all these competitions going on about making sacrifices to God between them, and God ended up liking Abel's sacrifice more. And so Cain was like, this sucks, and murdered Abel. Okay. Okay. Right, right. I remember that. And so as punishment, God was like, you are condemned to wander the earth forever. So he became immortal. Okay. Anyway, that just happened to be exactly where I opened. And I knew, I knew that was God's way of telling me, wandering the earth for forever, this really manly man, and you know because he murdered his brother, that's what makes a manly man. Murdering, committing fratricide. So, so, I knew, I knew in that moment that it wasn't just Bigfoot, it was Cain. I think every sight in the Bigfoot has been Cain wandering this earth. Wandering around this earth. So, and then, and then I got the prompting from God that I am Cain's wife. I need to be his wife because he's been lonely for so long. Mm-hmm. He's been lonely for so long. He's been here from the beginning of people. Oh, um, sweetie. Huh? Question for you. Yeah. Does he look like this? Does he, wait, hold on. Does he look like this? A little bit. No, I'm supposed to find Kane. That's why I'm here in New York. Listen. I'm part of these, like, Facebook groups of, like. Remind me your name. Jolene. Jolene. I just showed you a picture of my 12th ex-husband. 
His name was Mark. And from the sounds of it, I think I think you might be correct that he might have been Bigfoot because listen, my ex-husband Mark, he was he was a manly man. He was very hairy, but I kind of found that attractive. And he was very large. And he would throw things at me too, like spoons and paper towels. It was like a fun, flirty game. It was. Never twigs, though, because Mark actually cared about me enough to not... Well, he didn't have any other options. It was only twigs around. Why do you think... Listen, why do you think he has all that hair? It's to store all the things that he can throw at people. So if he really cared about you... He wouldn't have thrown the twigs at you. He no, would have pulled no, something no. from his hair. Well, if this is true, which I don't really believe, my story sounds more believable. If it's true, can I can I still marry him? I mean, we are divorced, so go for it, <laughs> I say. The idea of marrying a, a tall, hairy guy who loves adventure and nature. God. Well, I love him. I love him so much. I feel so bad that he's so lonely. No, don't feel so bad that he's so lonely. He's so lonely. No, no, listen, sweetie. Also, you won't find it very fulfilling. He's so hairy that his penis can't find a way out of the bush. So you're just stuck there? Kind of sounds fun. No, you're not stuck there. He can't even do anything to you because he's stuck Uh. behind. Shoot. Yeah. So... Tough luck. Was it, remind me your name again. Jolene. Jolene. Right, right. Of course, of course. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story. I, You're welcome. This Bigfoot's was, real, this, and his name is Kane, and I need everyone to know that. His name is Mark. I hope you enjoy your pizza. I did. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Remind me your name again, sweetie. Jolene. Jolene. That's right. That's right. Thanks so much, sweetie. Have a great day. Oh, I didn't get a tip. You didn't pay for the pizza. Oh, Phyllis has the cash. I'm so sorry. Maybe she's on her way back up. Hopefully you catch her. Okay. Oh, I think I see her. She's just right out the door. You better go grab her real quick. okay. You better hurry. Well, that was ridiculous. Oh, Phyllis, you're back. What? You left me all alone with this random little pizza lady. I can't remember her name. Yeah, it is here. Um, um. What? What day is it? It's the 30th. Of what month? July. Of what year? 2023. Oh my god. I swear to god. Phyllis, what's going on? I swear to god. I I got out of the, the building. Okay. Trying to look for our pizza person. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was I was in um a um a, a, a facility. Uh no oh. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. I swear to god, I, I like I like spent four years in this facility, and and then there was these like these like blue like these really tall blue, they're like shapeshifter. I don't even. They were like poking at me, and like I was, I don't know. Dollar. What? I think I had sex a few times. Phyllis, have some pizza. Yeah. I think you're a little high strung. I think you may have gotten some heat stroke. Please I don't know. have some pizza. There were there were cows in there. Uh-huh. Whatever you say, dear. And um mm-hmm. and um 
they were like, tell us all about the history of the earth. And I was like, well, listen to my podcast. I don't know. Like, why do you want me to do it again? Uh Mm -hmm. They wanted so much from me. I hate pepperoni. Oh, I'm so sorry. (sighs) Anyway. This pizza's like four years old. No, it's very fresh. You know, I've just had about had it talking to crazy people thinking they've had sex or are in love with cryptids or whatnot. I'm not crazy. Okay, you know, I think we should turn the topic back to cryptids. So, you know, because I know it's been four years for you, apparently, whatever. But can you remember, we were discussing cryptids. And I think, you know, we've discussed, we've discussed uh, the frogmen, we've discussed the chupacabras, and then we had someone come in who was very interesting, and they talked about Bigfoot. They didn't really say much about Bigfoot. They only talked about their love life, or their imagined with love Bigfoot? life. With Bigfoot? With Bigfoot? With Bugaboo. With Bugaboo. <laughs> with with Bugaboo. <laughs> with Bigfoot. So, you know, I think... You know, I had this realization, you know, a lot of these cryptids, um, with the exception of like Bigfoot, because I think Bigfoot, like he's been around for like a long time, long, long time. But like a lot of these cryptids um, and more of the cryptids that we will talk about next week so we can continue this conversation next week as well. Um, a lot of these cryptids are more recent. They're more recent in memory, you know, like within Mm -hmm. the last hundred years or so. And, you know, I was beginning to think about it, you know, in, in all of like these cultures, all across the world, um, several hundred years ago, et cetera, et cetera, they, there are always like these uh, creatures or fairy tale creatures or monsters or et cetera, et cetera, that these people believe in, like these, these folklore um, yeah. tales. And it's a, it's, it's a way of explaining certain things that happen that people can't really explain. It's a, it's a way to deal with fear. And so and now it's my like question... Yeah, so my question now is, is like... Are cryptids today's like fairy tale creatures? You know what I mean? Like in fifty years, yeah. will we think of These the chupacabra as, as like in the same tales. vein as like a vampire or as like a gnome or or yeah. you know all these sorts of things? You know what I mean? See, I don't know. Um, yeah, cryptids are really interesting because I feel like. That's the whole thing is these people. Obviously, I believe that all these people saw something. Absolutely. Right? And I think it's, there's a thing of like almost all these stories happen at night or in like low light places or Mm -hmm. places like it's not like super visible places. Um, And or these situations like with the uh, chupacabra Mm -hmm. with these like livestock, they're like, we've never seen this before. I don't know what's happening. So making up these stories like makes them feel better. It's almost like how I view religion. Mm -hmm. I feel like religion has been around for forever because it solves the question of why are we here? And where do we go? Yeah. Absolutely. It explains the things that we cannot yet explain. And it brings a lot of comfort. Absolutely. Well, and it gives people kind of a rock to lean against of saying like, well, it's, it's, it's the rock of faith where it's like, it's like yeah. I may not be able to see or fully understand what's going on, but I have faith that this thing is out there doing this thing and there's something in this world that might maybe not is not explainable, mm-hmm. but there's something else in this world that I have seen that is also unexplainable that explains this other unexplainable yeah. thing, you know? So, like, it, I, to go back to your question, I think, yeah. It's like, uh, dragons were like a folktale in 
every single society, yes. like very, very early societies, mm-hmm. everyone had these stories of dragons. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I don't think anyone's seen a dragon. No. And all of us have accepted it as just like a fairy tale kind of thing or like one of those like creatures of stories. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how soon it will happen, but I assume that these things, I don't think any of them are as big as dragons, maybe Bigfoot. Maybe Bigfoot. But I feel like Bigfoot already is on its way to like being a fairy tale character. In in a sense, because even with all of our technology today, and I think that's the thing that's the most strange Mm -hmm. is that there are certain things that's like even with like the internet high quality cameras there are still things that happen that are a bit unexplainable yep like bigfoot you know so i don't know but like he's beginning to enter that sort of cultural um what's the word i'm looking for he's entering that kind of cultural zeitgeist not zeitgeist but he's entered the the public consciousness of not being something that you might see, because I don't really know very many people who have, well, I don't know anyone who's seen him Mm -mm. or seen it. I don't know. But we all know what Bigfoot is. We've all heard of Bigfoot. And so now it's just kind of like, at this point, it's just kind of a legend. It's no longer, maybe there is a Bigfoot. Maybe it's a legend. Who knows? At this point, it's just entered. Claim to see Bigfoot, believe it's true. Absolutely. I, I once knew a family who believed it's true, despite none of them ever seeing it. Hmm. But like, yeah, most people, it's like, mm, that's a funny little... Interesting. Pop culture monster. Fascinating. But mm. yeah, so I just I was just thinking about that. And just that time is such a strange thing. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, across centuries across thousands of years humans are the same we still create or yeah we create creatures to explain certain things that we can't explain or maybe don't know how to handle Mm -hmm. and we use it as a comfort so across the decades we are all the same oh through and through always making those stories Mm -hmm. anyway thank you so much for listening to two whores opinions thank you so much we appreciate you for listening even though we don't value your opinion and won't take your feedback it's with love thank you so much for listening to two Two whores Whores opinions Opinions. i'm phyllis and i'm darla stay smart stay slutty we'll see you next time bye okay grab that pizza i still feel really funky you know darla i think you need water i think you have heat stroke I have grapes. Let me get some grapes. Yeah, that's good. Okay. One second. I felt like a good episode. Yeah, you weren't here for... Oh, I forgot her name. So what happened? Don't even get me started. (laughs) Do you really think Billy was that weird? Let me just eat my grapes. I haven't seen you for four years and you don't even want to talk to me. Oh my god. Okay. You were not gone for four years. You just have sunstroke. I was gone for four years. I counted the days on the wall. Okay. Just little marks. Marks. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's so good to see you too, Phyllis. I am going to go to the restroom and take a hot bath. So. You're just leaving me here?
Phyllis, we're still recording. Turn off the goddamn oh, mic. shoot, shoot, shoot. Shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, there we go. 